0: My name is Khadijatu Grace Ahini. I am the founder of Psychology of Winnie. Um, also the brain box behind Deja's Touch Designs where we tell our story and leave uh, heritage through creating, making um, home goods as well as sneakers, shoes flats, using African fabric. I am also the vice president for ALLO um, in Pennsylvania uh states and that and so many more this this, this is, is this is diverse. Diverse diverse diversified.
1: Diversified. game, diversified a podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with kelly he may agree he may oppose and it's more than just race it's about you know ideas
0: so let the game begin
1: Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys are in for a real treat, whether you are watching our YouTube or the majority of you who are listening on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and our latest partner at AYV Radio in Freetown, Sierra Leone. Today's guest is Salone CC. She's, you know, a Sierra Leonean. She's also in America. Uh, Man, her title's you got that in the beginning, but I almost want to like rebrand and say Dr. Grace, queen of fashion in Sierra Leone. I want to start controversy for SN radio and everybody else who, you know, may take offense, but are, are try to be in competition, but welcome to the show. How are you doing today, Madame?
0: I am very well. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. We have to talk about Sierra Leone and the nice and good people in Sierra Leone? Well, it, you know, we can get right into that and you can t-
1: tell how your, you know, your fashion brand that you've taken, I'm saying global because you've taken it from Africa to America and it's might've spread beyond, you know, can you talk about how that impacts Sierra Leone? Cause somebody will say, oh, okay, you're being rich in America, but how does your success benefit those in Sierra Leone? Are you hiring in Sierra Leone?
0: Yes. Um, I will tell you everything that I do is centered around Sierra Leone. For me, the vision that, you know, God has given me, it's not really personally about me. It's, It's more so about the people of Sierra Leone, the country at large. And so with Deja's Touch Design, it came from a place of dissatisfaction, you know, living in the States. There's no one that really, you go to the stores, I go to the malls. um, There was nobody that could tell a story in the form of fashion. There was nothing that represented me as an African, a Sierra Leonean living in the diaspora. There was absolutely nothing that represented me. And I said, I love shoes. I love jewelry. I'm like, forget it. If not me, then who? And so that's where the the vision came from. And so I, I started creating and designing my own shoes. You know, from there in my small community, I, I extended to the community. People saw what I was doing. And so that drew attention to me. And um, through that, I was able to get, you know, all these uh, media houses coming to my home asking, How did this come about? How did you start? Who are you? Who is Sierra Leone as a country? And so just Touch really came from that place of wanting my flag to be flown high, it came from that place for people to hear our voices, for people to hear that we are Sierra Leone, we're lovely people, Where we have the best when it comes to tourism, we're the nicest, you know, all of that. I wanted people to be able to see the good in Sierra Leone, not just what has been portrayed on the CNNs and on the news with some malnourished child somewhere every part of the world you go you will find something like that but then for sierra leone we've been through so much that we should wallow in our sorrows and so we just touch the sneakers the furnitures i mean the vibrant colors should just bring some sort of smile and comfort to you
1: amen amen and you know the one thing about west africa that south africa and you know places like kenya it's, it's about PR and what you, the people listening and watching and sharing this, if you're sharing these positive stories of people who are doing good things, um, because, you know, people, <laughs> if, if you're in Salone, you know, as soon as you get off the airport, somebody's asking you for something and they're going to tell you how hard it is. And for some people, when you know, it can be, especially if you have a disability and it's very visible. Even if you don't have a disability and it's not visible, right? Life can be hard, but visitors coming in, the first thing they see is somebody asking them for money, you <laughs> know? And so we have to try to transform and say, after you get out the airport and go down those rough roads, which we all say, why can't we pave these roads, right? Um, we have to say where the beauty is, because the beauty is really what's inside the people, inside the country and how you'll be treated much better than you will be in America, no matter who you are, I guarantee, I guarantee. Um, can you tell the people now? you're a fashion designer who has a PhD, is it? um that's kind of a rare thing tommy hill figure and them never did that without it being honorary so you know what made you just kind of you know pursue business and to pursue you know your education what pushed you
0: for me i i am an only child and my mom raised me uh she wanted all of that as you know africa that's that's the first thing that the parents will push go to school It's like a competition for them. They want to see whose child is accomplished. Is that really what I wanted to do? Not really. But then I wanted to give her that satisfaction. And so she and I, we had, I'm like, okay, I'll go to school as far as I can go. But once I'm done, you have to let me do me. Growing up, I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be like the Mariah Carens, the Michael Jacksons, the actresses and all of that. So coming to America, that's what? I want to be. But then as as life throws blankets at you, then, you know, you, you get the reality of picture. You're like, okay, if this is not working right now, let me focus on this. And so, yes, I did get my PhD in psychology with Grand Canyon University. But then it's also a thing where, as an African woman, you have to be able to represent 100% fully not only in, okay, this is my craft, this is what I, you can do whatever that you choose to do and you set your mind to it, you can do it. It's all about the human, the individual discipline. If one is a discipline as it today, I like me, I woke up, wasn't feeling all that. But then with the discipline that I've always had, is like, okay, even though I'm not feeling all of that, I still have to fulfill this because it's on my to-do list. So I have to get it done. So it's not so much of a, I wanted to do it for my mom, that part. But then I also wanted to do it partly for me to be able to represent and know what I'm talking about. So when I enter into the room, because the battle is hard for a woman to be able to succeed out there is tough. In Africa, it's really tough. Even though a woman is educated, you know, you still see where men want to disrespect you, abuse you, do all kinds of foolishness because they think you're a woman. So, with my education, was one way of power and understanding that this is who I am. I stand in my power. I know my rights. I know what I'm doing. And also bringing and adding value to people that I want, that are looking at me to become the best version of themselves.
1: No, that's awesome. And you know, there's a big debates on, you know, what women's role are, do men care about women's education and all that good high value talk. But one thing, you know, cause I, 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 I'm gonna bet that you are single, even though you have a hyphenated name, you're single, right?
0: Uh, something like that. <laughs>
1: Okay for those of you who are listening, you know why she's single or why I knew that without having to do like a, a background check because we can hear the fire alarm thing, the beat, the chirp and that's the single woman chirp. That, that's why because a man would have fixed that battery a long time ago. but you know it's all it's all good. we gotta we, we gotta acknowledge that because we hear you know most of the people are hearing and they hear it. So there's bride price, you guys. Collect it. Don't 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 start hitting her DMs and 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 all those things. Just you know, without having the end in mind. Can you can you talk about you know with the fashion and bringing it over here? You know, right now we have the Chinese replicating African wear in record I don't, numbers.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame them because it is us Africans that take our stuff there. Mm-hmm. We go. I. We go, we give them our ideas, they make it thinking that we are not capable of it. And once they make it, there's no addendum sign that this is my product, this is my design, you have no right to it. We just give it to them freely. And then these people replicate it and it becomes, oh, why should I go to my brother when Chinese man is doing 10 times better and cheaper?
1: Well, it's business at the end of the day, you know, and if you're talking business, any nothing else matters except bottom line, you know, maybe a little bit of fairness in China. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's rough too. But, you know, with your materials, are you guaranteeing to the people that they're coming from Sierra Leone or an African country and not being reproduced in China?
0: All of my so there's a difference with the Chinese fabric. All of my fabric, I do go twice or three times every year to get my fabric and get most of the local, the, the letters and all of that from local content in Africa. My favorite place that I normally will go is Big Market. That's where I normally go to get a bunch of stuff. But um, all of my fabric do come from Sierra Leone. The difference between Chinese fabric is it's very ropey. It's not 100% cut in. And it's light. And with my shoes that I do, I need the authentic, like, Holland wax. And that, Mm. when you wear my shoes, it's dirty. You can throw it in the wash. Nothing happens to it. But you cannot do that or speak for a Chinese fabric. Because just by it being recycling in the wash, it's going to tear up and it's not going to last.
1: Well, talk about you know last and good material. That's what anything African is. If you have an African husband, wife, wh- whatever, it's going to last. It's going to stay intact. Um, Nike, you're gonna, it's gonna last you maybe a year if you take care of it. Um, I want you to talk about you know because you're you're in Arizona or you've got much media coverage in Arizona in case you've relocated. Secret location. Don't want people to know. Um, You know, you have a lot of people on your website and you've gotten a lot of, you know, media, uh, typically white media, and you've dressed the woman beautifully. Many people in America would look at that, you know, especially Black Americans who haven't been to an African country or predominantly Black country, and they'll say, cultural appropriation and this and that. And it's like, here's a Black owner trying to sell her product to everybody to show the beauty of home. What are your thoughts on that? Because, you know, it's like, dang, if you do, dang, if you don't.
0: I have been attacked on Instagram. And it's sad because, again, I say this. I am a businesswoman, first of all. Yes, I am Black. But that's not going to stop me if a white person appreciates my product and wants to purchase it. I am open, willing, and ready to sell, to tell my story, my Blackness, my powerfulness, and all, anywhere I go. It doesn't change the fact. But then I am not limited to just my Black people. Because the struggle I've had is, even though they will fight you and say all these things, Majority of them won't even support you. Say that again. Majority of them will not even support you. So when you, there's a saying in my country, when you speak to the dog, speak to the bone. If you're going to be out there and cry me down because I allowed somebody else to appreciate me. When you, my brother, and my sister sees what I'm doing, see how I sweat to do it for you to appreciate it with me and you don't do it. And somebody else choose to appreciate me. Why do you want to shoot me in the leg for that?
1: Preach, preach, preach and, 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 and keep preaching.
0: And so I tell people when you point fingers at other people, the other finger comes right back at you, you know, that, okay, I am saying all of this, but have I even bought her product to see the quality of her product, how good her product is, how she delivers her product before I judge her because she put, you know, a sneakers on a white lady or heel on a white lady or head wrap on a white lady. That white lady, whether she was being hypocritical or not, but then guess what? She had paid money for that product.
1: You know what well, I mean? Yeah, well, that's here in America. People, you know, might may say that. Now let's flip it on the other side. If you want to sell in Sierra Leone,
0: people are going to say, "I was broken, two thousand and nineteen December. I went to launch my brand, and we had media, crazy media, everything, everywhere. I imagine I shipped hundred pairs, hundred and fifty pairs of shoes from here." to sierra leone when i got there some people stole some some people did not even come to patronize and then even when i put it in somebody's stores these people will not go there to even buy so it's like i feel like they're not ready for my product Mm. and this is a brand this is me trying to push this brand. To be a Sierra Leone brand. If you now go on my website, I have changed it to what it was. Deja means light. And the colors on it is green, white, and blue. Still representing my country. I look at no Uh, one. I pay uh. attention to no one. I do what I can do. In my Mm. own power, in my own world, to celebrate who I am, where I'm from, and my people. But then it takes a village. I can only do as much. If I do all these work and all I'm asking is for your support, and I've given even I've given my product to people, you know, the who is who for them to actually endorse this product. But no, they won't. But they rather endorse a girl that is flipping her booty on social media. Yeah. Talk,
1: say a name. If you want to say a name, I might have interviewed them.
0: Uh. not. You know, it's really difficult. And so I was I, I ran at a at a crazy loss. Imagine my shoes here, I sell them for uh, seventy dollars and then I put it down I over there five hundred thousand, which is about fifty dollars, and still they said it was expensive. I understand the cost of leaving over there, but then
1: well, well do, they they do they try do they try to shame you on that side? Because you know, everything is a, a price, like a, a bargain, and you have mm-hmm. to make a deal. But mm-hmm. do they make it seem like you've lost touch and you yeah. don't understand how things, mm-hmm. how hard things are? Mm-hmm. Okay. And,
0: and not understanding, yes, that's Africa, it's hard, but America is hard too, it's difficult
1: yes yes the the world is is hard especially if you guys don't have financial planning and decide to have all the kids in the world and don't can't take care of them i'm talking to you if you're listening i'm talking to you um (laughs) so let me ask you this because your designs you know you have so many are people able to come to you and customize at all and say, and I'm really, I'm, I'm speaking for myself because I'm like, oh, I like that shoe, I, but I can't do a sole that's white because I'm messy. So, can I get the van, you know, the slip-on slipper that you have? Can I get that with the black sole? Are you able yeah. to customize?
0: Yes, like the slip-on slippers. If you want those, you can have it in black sole. You can have it in white sole. Um, and I do, I really do like it. When people come to me and I'm able to custom design for them, because then I get to know the the customer, have a relationship with that customer, see how I can add light, just like the brand, add value and light to that customer. So by the time they're leaving, they feel fulfilled, they feel like they've won, they're empowered, and they're ready to wear that shoes, that sneakers, or get that couch, that tire, ottoman, whatever it is that they want, and they're ready to just be, you know, and evolve.
1: You done messed up because now that you say I can customize, I can stop bothering Etsy and I know where I can go and support. So that's a beautiful thing. Now, with the success that you have had and the best is yet to come. You're still a young woman, much life to live. God, God willing. God bless you. What is a community give back that you're, you're doing or that you would like to do in the future, whether it's here or in Salon?
0: So in Arizona, what I have done, well, during COVID, my house was like a drive-by. Um, another company that I do, which is eh, on the side, it's Dijon's Natural Drinks, using our African tropical drinks to make healthy juice. I call it, we are the new China, we're the new soda, sorry. Um, and so during COVID, I did some research and I was able to, you know, I had a couple of people, I, we called it uh, Feed My Sheep. And so the seniors were able to make um, immune booster juices for them with the whole ginger, tombi that is called tamarind. And we made masks, hundreds of masks for first responders and so forth and so on. Um, that was done. But then now, what I'm gearing towards is for us to be able to actually um, get training sessions with young people or anybody that's interested in, interested to learn um, some new trade or whatever. And so we will be organizing, if not conferences or webinars or workshops, we'll be doing training sessions. We just have to be able to have, you know, locations that are donated to us for us to gather these people and, you know, gather some funds to buy the equipment for us to train these individuals. It will be like a, a three weeks training where people start from making their own stools, their own ottoman using tire to make ottoman or making their own little canvas slippers or wall frame or some decorative pillow in their house or whatnot. Um, That's for America. In Sierra Leone, when I went 2019, I saw that there's a need for mindset change. Being a psychologist, I said, okay, what a best way or better way to do it. So I started and registered an organization called Psychology of Winning Basically, what we do is transforming young mind, creating generational leaders. And so um, I just came back this January. We were able to do school tours in all the 12 districts in Sierra Leone, um, where we just go motivate, inspire and remind these young ones that, hey, I see you. You work hard. I admire you. I appreciate you. But then let's let's tweak the mindset. Instead of you thinking I'm tired, now so we do we are lucky. Let's 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 talk about you are strong, you're powerful, you're beautiful, you're handsome, you're hard I see you. Work hard for what you want to get in life. And the the turnout was phenomenal. We had the, the final summit was in Bay College, where we had over 500 students from all these districts in attendance. And so it was on the news everywhere. It's growing to a point where, you know, as I speak to you, I just had a, a donation of 100 backpacks for Psychology of Winning. that will go donate water bottle, backpacks, sanitary pads, pen book, pencils for my next trip. And so that's what I'm doing. As I said, just Touch, Psychology of Winning, it's not so much about me. I was given an opportunity to be where I'm at now. And so I want to be able to use all of that to give back to somebody else to grow and become the best version of themselves in building and rebranding our country.
1: Can you talk about what, you know, made you stand out? Was it going to America or maybe, maybe you came from, you know, a family that, you know, had uh, a a lot of money, but people sometimes when they're living in the moment, they don't see like a way out. And I say, there's always a way out, you know, uh, we've all had like real hard times, but you don't have to stay in those times, but it starts with the mindset. So what was it for you that, you know, elevated your life to the next level?
0: I think it was my brokenness, my hurt, my quest for answers. Um, Growing up at age 13, as I said, I was raised by a single mom. Um, The rebels were just approaching me sincerely, and I was a victim of rape. And at age 18, I I became clinically depressed. At 25, I wanted to commit suicide. And um, that and so many more, you know, being domestic. Uh, Lee abused Um, it got to a point as I had my first daughter it just changed everything for me that my life is not mine and my story is for me to go through that tunnel that fire to be refined so I can help somebody else become and not allow them to go through what I have been through or what they're about to go through and so these are my whys why I do what I do and I stunned by it. God help
1: me. And thank thank God for that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if they want to go deep into that story, can't they go on Amazon and read the book? They sure can. All right, Saved by Grace. Y'all, y'all check that out. Um, you know, it, that's that's where you you get the full story and go go deeper and see how you can you know come out of that depression um or anything that you're going through even if you're not depressed right just to go to the next level because it can happen for you now with the psychology of winning are you taking clients right now are you coaching people or mentoring them one-on-one for pay for pay Um, i want to put that out there
0: are, what I'm doing right now, I am doing mentoring and coaching um, for people, as you said, um, because I do need fuel to be able to feel all these cars that I'm running for them to run effectively. And so, yes, we 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 do um, we do uh, coaching, we do counseling, we do uh, mentoring. We help people that want to be entrepreneurs but then don't know how to help them the few steps in understanding who you are as a person what kind of a business you want to do helping you do that research understanding the market that you you know the industry market that you want to venture into before you actually you know, whilst you're doing that you know think of a name how to register and all of that jazz
1: what do you think is the number one thing that holds people back whether it's in salon or in America, with um you know believing in themselves that they can do it and, and and i'm asking that for the person who like i always say the young people have all the answers but have no money <laughs> and when you try to tell them you don't even need money but you need an idea and you need a mindset change but it's like some people just can't get over that to feel like you know what where i'm at is where i'm going to be what stops people from, you know, shaking the demons off and finding their purpose and who they really are.
0: I'll tell you, it's the fear of even just the thought about it gives people the the scare, the fear of even venturing. Um, I With me, when I started, I had nothing to my name. I only had $100. And with that $100, I stormed into Walmart, bought all these sneakers, pulled them apart and started putting them back together before you know it. And just Touch was born. And so I tell people, do not be afraid. Give yourself the permission to be. Allow yourself to grow. Do not be afraid to um, experiment things. Um, First of all, not even things, but you as a person. Don't be afraid to experiment who you are, what you like. um, What's your limit? uh, How much can you take? How far can you go? How do you make authentic network relationship, connectology with people? Um, Are you a people's person? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? So people are very lost and broken because of reason, uh, incidents in their lives. And so they are even afraid of going there. Am I enough? She speaks so eloquently, but I can't speak that well. I don't think I'm enough. No, that shouldn't stop you. You can be speaking your native dialect and become the next Uh, what do they call it? The next 10,000 over uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey than I. And so you should not limit yourself. The fear of limitation is what holds us back.
1: Let's talk about speaking real quick. Love to have your thoughts. You know, there's big talks from the AU on down to every all the 54 countries and and counting. I know Ambazonia, you guys want to be your own country. Um, I get it. So can can you talk about language? Because some people want like an official language in Africa. You know, Ethiopians want their language. Uh, Folks in the eastern area want Swahili. But in Sierra Leone, you know, people say, hey, ah, you speak uh, Creole. And I'm like, pigeon is pigeon. So if you can understand one pigeon, you probably understand, you know, the other um, dialects from all over the world, really would be surprised but i tell people in sierra leone business typically <laughs> out of freetown ain't done in, in creole so mm-hmm. if you can't practice your english and getting it and talking in a way where you know i can't go to shanghai and expect english to take me all the way i need to have a translator or i need to practice my my mandarin or, or cantonese if i want to go somewhere else can you tell somebody how important is it to be able to be versatile? How has that helped you, you know, being able to play in two parts of the world?
0: Um, I, I just like to use the word versatility. Um, people have to be versatile. With me, my co- I guess my cognitive is very good. Sierra Leone, we're very unique. We speak Creole and we're able to hear every other country's pigeon, but every other country is not able to catch up on ours. Now that's unique. Um, I speak, uh, you know, the Nigerian pidgin, the Liberian pidgin. like I am one of their natives. Um, I hear a few of their native dialects, like the Yoruba. I pick one or two out of it. Um, The Liberian people, when you put me in the midst of them, I'm able to just, because I lived in a camp with 4,000 Liberians, so I was able to grab their own way of speaking. I think um, people need to be able to open up in learning the basics of, you know, these important places, if not all, like the China, the Spanish, the, you know, the, cre- the pigeon in most part of Western Africa. And then a few words from the, the Swahili part, whereas, you know, all these other parts of Africa and what's not be able to just understand the basics, but even that should not even stop you because then now your phone can help you do that. Because you can go on your phone and then it can translate or interpret for you when somebody's talking. So somebody cannot use that as a limit. Oh, there's a language barrier. I don't understand what you're saying or what you're doing. Um when you even if there's nobody to help you, your phone can as long as you have an internet, your phone will help you.
1: Yes. And that helps, you know, especially with the bigger languages. If we go to Ecuador or, or wherever, you know, Spanish, if, if it's muy malo, uh, your phone can help you. Pigeon hasn't caught up. I can't wait for someone to do a, a version where you can pick the different pigeons because, you know, you got different. You know, one thing sounds similar, but, but different. Um, <laughs> you know, Cameroonians might make fun of the Liberian accent, um, vice versa. Um and 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 so yeah I had to go there, uh, <laughs> but you know it we we have to talk about these.
0: Th- it's funny that these guys will make fun of each other when their language when I listen to it is funny too. It's like so, what's funny? Why are you laughing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it should always
1: be a a, a healthy laugh. Um, I just find you know everybody only knows their their culture until you expand. But when you say in Cameroon, Asha, you try to say that in Sierra Leone, someone will almost get mad. What does that yeah. mean? I mean, you know, sorry. Oh, no, that's oosh. And it's like, calm down.
0: Calm Gosh, down.
1: Yeah. yeah, please calm down because, um, you know, I, I, I'm a traveler. <laughs> and um, and even in English, I'm going to get some things wrong when I'm mm-hmm. in London proper, you know. So it's, it, it is. Yeah. So I I just want to throw that out there so people can understand because you don't want to tell people, you know, your language or your dialect isn't all to the rest of the world what it is to you. But we have to be able to be versatile because if you come to Salon and you don't want to get any of the the Creole down, I think it's disrespectful if you don't try to at least get some basics and understand, you know, the, the, the people wherever you go, especially for Americans. Um, cause you know how we are, uh, we're just what, where, you know, you, you, you live in, in Russia. Oh, that's the same thing as Australia to some Americans, you know, it's right mm-hmm. next door. Tell the people where they can find you the best way to communicate with you in any last words.
0: Well, uh, thank you for this opportunity. And if you're looking forward to find me, have a, com- a conversation with me or connect with me on Instagram, you can go to Psychology Wins one On uh, Instagram for DJ's Touch, you can reach me at DJ's Touch with an apostrophe, Deja apostrophe S touch. Um, on Facebook is Kadijatu Grace. Um, On LinkedIn, of course, it's my full name, Karijatu Grace Kamara Aheni. Or my website. You can go to psychologyofwinningwins.com or you can go to www.kadiatu-aheni.com. You guys have
1: gotten a game. Whether you are listening or watching, make sure you share this game. It will change somebody's life. Y'all be blessed. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and lox, fish and grits.